Oh, real quick. Do you... I love it. What's up, Fred? What is up? What were you going to ask, Kira? Is it okay is, while we're doing this if I um, offer some tobacco as well as throughout it? I would it? actually love that because I awesome. did say that we were going to do a tobacco blessing. So thank you, Hero, for awesome. asking. <laughs> So thank you all for those that are in here. It is an honor. This is my first night on Things Network on Transcend with Debbie. I'm just going to make sure everything is flowing on all my other pages to make sure that um, those that are in here, um, that I don't miss them. And this is such a huge honor. Kaza's in here. Welcome, Kaza. I'm so grateful that you made it. Thank you all for being here. So honored to have my friend, David as I call hero, but please, please tell us how you say your full name because I don't, I want to make sure it's said correctly here. Definitely. So my name is David Hero Aberly. Uh, most people just call me hero. That's kind of what we use when we do our productions or we go ghost hunting, interacting with spirits on that nature, but David Hero Aberly. Right on. And he's such a young, kind soul. Isn't look at him. Thank you for to your wife for sharing you um, with us this evening and just giving us time to be here in honor of spirit and you and your journey. So with that being said, Hero, would you mind just letting us know just a little bit about you and what you like the world to know about who you are? Definitely. So um Yate Shea David Joseph Aberly, you know, in my tribe, it's always important to introduce yourself, your clans, uh, establishes kinship with your uh, relatives that may be out there. And it also lets the spirits know who you are, um, kind of what you're about, where your family bloodline kind of comes from. Very important to our tribe. But um, I'm a medicinal person from the Dene Navajo tribe. Um, I'm classified as a, in English terms, a guardian. And that particular role, um, I was gifted uh, throughout my whole life, but I really started noticing my gift when I was eight years old. And that started kind of coming more and more. I was asking more and more questions and I was blessed to have been a part of a lot of old ceremonies, the uh, kind of done by people who are no longer around. Very, very prominent medicine people from not just the Dene Navajo tribe, but from all kinds of different tribes. And that kind of helped in my development of my spiritual gift. And at the age of 13, I was kind of taken from my home. Um, but with a spiritual purpose, I was taken on, I ended up being going to Montana is where we first went. But the journey I went on there uh, was to become what's known as a guardian. And the West Mountain, the Kootsli up near Flagstaff, the San Francisco peaks up there. The mountain that I'm in charge of. And that one um, also represents kind of the West uh, th thought process. So in indigenous culture, the full circle, all the directions they represent thought process and uh, kind of the coming of age, the life process. So obviously, East is basically newborns, the ones who okay, barely come into this world. And as you grow, you go to the South and in the South it represents young, uh, young adults, kind of teenagers in that aspect, coming of age. And the West represents adulthood, what you experience in adulthood. You start having family. You also have a lot more responsibilities dealing with um, diplomacy, dealing with kind of kind of the big stuff in your tribe, sometimes war, dealing with kind of the hashkeh, the warrior side of things. Right. And then um, to the North, it represents old age. And when you get into the old age, you have wisdom, you have a lot to teach, you have a lot to give. 
And what's interesting is once you get from the north, you go back to the east, you complete the circle there. And like when the elders um, go to a point to where they need to be taken care of like babies, they become like babies again, going back to the east. So, um, but in that process, I represent the west and in the particular group, that I learned with the High Council on um, The whole point and goal of that particular program was to maintain the spiritual knowledge, was to maintain those sacred practices, as well as to keep a lot of ceremonies from going extinct. And the ones that have gone extinct work towards bringing them back somehow in some way. And we've had a lot of success with that. And along that journey as well, we decided to pick up a camera. We decided, hey, what if we go to some of these haunted locations? What if we go to some spiritually active locations right. and just introduce ourselves as indigenous people again? And how we have done for thousands and thousands of years since our creation have been in contact with spirit, one with spirit. Let's show other people how we've always done it. And let's show them how we can help not only the spirits, but the people all around. They're all here on Turtle. Everyone's here on Turtle Island as far as for all kinds of tribes from all across the world. We've all gathered here on Turtle Island. And so I think it's a good time to be able to spread spiritual teachings, spiritual yes. messages, and yes. how to interact with spirit in the most kind of beautiful and humble way that we possibly can. Also protecting yes. yourself. Yes. I've had the honor to watch you flow as you actually go into a, a, light, a t light trance where you embody your ancestors and you, you speak on their behalf as you share their stories. It's a beautiful process to, and honor and so much respect is given when you're holding space for your elders. And um, I just I just have so much respect and love for the work that you do because it's not easy um, eight years old. Wow, David. Wow. Like it's it's a lot for for us as adults as we're processing all the information. How did you manage as a young child? Did you just embrace it and welcome it? Or was there a process where you just kind of was like, wait a minute? It wasn't it was everything was normal to me. And all honest, I didn't know anything different. Um, right. my, I was, like I said, I was blessed to be a part of different ceremonies, to witness a lot of elders that are no longer here perform their ceremonies. And so being a part of spirit was just innate in me. And so uh, the gift that was developing that I didn't think anything different of it. It was just normal everyday life. That was just my world, honestly. But it just started, it kept kind of growing from there. And I didn't really pay much mind to it until right. kind of like towards more towards my teenage years, especially when they decided to have me go under that guardianship program. That's when it right. really developed. But as a young kid, you don't know any different. It's the right. world that you've always lived in. It's the world that's around you. Now, if you were given your gift very abruptly, uh, it could be scary um, if it was kind of just unlocks. And there's uh, there's people that go through that even as young children. They're normal, fine, uh, as far as for just a regular person. And then somewhere along the line, it gets turned on. Their gift gets turned on. And it can be scary for someone who's not attuned to that. And especially for, um, like, you're trying to go to your parents. You're trying to go to whoever's taking care of you. And if they don't quite understand what's going on, that can be extremely scary. But... Um, the biggest thing that we want to do on Earthing Supernatural, especially for those who have those developing gifts, is to be like, hey, 
you're not alone. Hey, this is normal uh, as far as for uh, right. with gifts. And this right. is something, an amazing world that you can learn to, to interact with. It's just yes. something that we're all always a part of. Just some of us have a little bit more senses than the other. Exactly. Beautifully said. As we welcome our listeners, I like to open up the platform in prayer and ceremony and blessing. As we now, ha- I now have a new show here on Things Network, Transcend with Debbie. But Transcend with Debbie, I will be able to flow on my YouTube channel, my personal Facebook group, and Things um, Network. And so, if you don't mind, if you can open up in a blessing, healing, protective prayer for all our listeners and for the show as we dive deeper into your work. Of course. Thank <laughs> Victor Neana, a old canashkin, Zioni, a can it cons ishi, a good on a halka, a untek inost in Zaha, Ult Eda, a old ishiansahanaski, a hankanaski. For all the spirits out there, for all the beings, for all the energies, for all the love, for all the a hunchahashke, it's ENC. We acknowledge you all walks of life, all walks of creation. We acknowledge you. We acknowledge this special platform that we're on. Thank you for allowing us to develop this technology to be able to communicate long distances and to communicate with a lot of people who are all over the world. With many blessings, we hope this avenue of teaching, this avenue of sacred blessings, this avenue of holiness is that it's going to continue forward in a good way. It's going to continue forward with blessings, that it's going to fall upon those that need it. The knowledge is going to fill the hearts of those that need it the most, that those who are lost, those who have questions, those who seek comfort and blessings, they're going to find an avenue here to be able to learn to be able to feel blessings, to feel protection. Bless and protect all those who are a part of this show. Bless and protect all those who come on to the show. May good thoughts and good prayers and good blessings and many, many prosperities, much love and every every aspect of the word come to fruition for the show. And with all love and light, that's good. Oh, thank you. Thank you so beautifully done. Thank you so very much. I can feel the presence. And so I hope those that are in here also can feel the presence as you held space in such a beautiful way. Thank you, Hero. Thank you. Now, as you've had the opportunity to travel many different areas of Spirit Rome, what story stands out to you the most that you would like to share with us as a community? Mm-hmm. So 
That's a good question. A lot of stories to go through in my mind. <laughs> like you said, a lot of journeys, but um, I would have to say there's this one particular story long time ago. This is way before even um, the settlers came. This is long, long time ago. I want to talk about the story that uh, was told by a traveler. So set the scene. A while ago, there were some warriors that were sitting. They were on a hunting party and they were out uh, away from their people, away from their tribe. And uh, they are having a hard time finding food. They were having a hard time finding where the where the animals went to be able to feed their families, to be able to take home and and nourish themselves. So they they had a hard time. Night came, and they decided to light a fire. And the night went by. They were just kind of struggling. They were just nibbling on what little they had. And there's this man. They say he was wearing all white. He came walking from the trees. And so they got ready. They weren't sure who or what this being was. And they got ready for, for a battle, ready for anything, really. And then the warrior, the lead warrior of the group, went up forward. And who walks towards us? And the figure was dressed all white, is how they said. And he had a hood. And he lifted his hood. He was pale as well. He responded. He said, I come with love. I come with uh, with kindness. And he responded in their language, which is strange to them because they were kind of far away and they didn't think anyone from their tribe was out that way. And so, okay. So they lowered their weapons and they invited him down and they gave him what little bit of food they had because he looked, they said, they said he looked kind of skinny. He looked kind of a little bit malnourished. Something was going on with him. So, But they decided to feed him. They always treated their guests well. They always treated those who came about, who came with love and light. They treated them well. And so they fed him, and he looked around. He saw that no one else was eating. And he said, why isn't everyone else eating? And they said, well, uh, we always treat our guests higher than us. If you come with love and light, we want to show you love. And we don't have much, but we gave you what we had. And he nodded, and he realized he ate the last of their rations. And he says, okay, so, well, I have nothing much to give other than knowledge from where uh, I come from. I said, oh, okay. And he sat there, and he spoke. He says, maybe this might help you out a little bit. Maybe it might help your future lineage down the line. Like I said, he's speaking in their language to where they understand. He starts. He says, I'm going to tell you about the story of a spirit. And this spirit, he was, this is a long time even before that, even going back even further in the times of creation when there were still just spirits around. So I'm going to summarize this story a little bit. There are some very sacred teachings in it. But there's this being who was neither good, who was neither evil, who was just in between. He was just living as a being, as a spirit. But he knew of the good, 
the battle and wars that were happening between good evil and all these different factions of different beings fighting over kind of what's being created what's being made and he didn't really pay he knew of it but he didn't pay much mind to it and he says and he says i want to just be i want i just want to exist i don't want to pick sides and he lived his life like that eventually though there was this one female being that came to him and he started getting infatuated with her he started starting to like her and she reciprocated that she started to show that uh some love she started to show happiness she started to show oh yeah sure and eventually he got to a point to where he was dreaming of ahead he was planning for everything ahead and he went to her and he gave her a gift and she turned around and put the gift down onto some water when she turned around she was someone else she was something else and she he says huh what's going on and she says i know who you are she told him i know what you can do and so I've been told to come here and I've been told to take it from you. So she reached inside him and took his heart. And she says, now I have the ultimate weapon, she said. And she goes off. And he's, he's left there to die. A lot of things going through his mind. He's like, I literally gave my heart to this person. And she literally ripped it out from me. And so he says, well, if I could, I would live differently. And there was a spirit that came, another spirit that came. And that spirit said, if you could, would you? And he says, yes. And then she, 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 it's a she, another female came up and said, I can give you another chance. He says, okay. And she says, you have to listen to everything I say, though. And he says, I promise. And she lifted him up and healed him. Turns out she was one of the higher level of evil. And he decided not to pick sides, but he was forced to at that point. And they go through, eventually they go through life. And I'm jumping over a bunch of stories that are in tied with that. But he eventually learns to become an evil being. He learns to become darkness. He learns to embrace it. And he learns to just utilize it. And he, what's interesting, though, is he develops a bond with each of his, his friends, his new companions. He starts getting more companions that are with evil. And he starts getting really connected with them. It's like, oh, a lot of people question, even the warriors, they question, they're like, but they're evil. How can they have bonds? How they can feel that connection with others? And he, he says there's moments and stories of that. So the night went on and he told all those stories of each of his companions. He told them of how even though they were doing dark things, they were going against good, they were going against the creator, they themselves amongst themselves still had that connection. Years and years and years go by. Creation keeps going. Eventually, the wars get to a high point 
to where it goes to the heavens. He's sent because he's part of one of the high level evil beings. He is sent to go with them. He goes up to heaven and he starts fighting angels. He starts fighting all these different factions of these different beings from different walks of life. Eventually, one by one, he sees his comrades fall. He sees those he connected with, those he loved, those he cherished, those that he held close to him fall in battle. Each one, it hurt him. It hurt him more. Just like that first time when his heart was taken. Every time it's like his heart was taken. Eventually got to the point where the main one was dying. The one that revived him and gave him life again. She was killed. And that was the final straw for him. That power that that first woman went to go after him against. She thought it was his heart. She thought it was that. It actually wasn't. It was It was always inside him. Not just an organ. Not just something that's physical. But it was him. His spirit. His essence. His energy. Filled with rage. Filled with anger. Filled with everything that he learned of darkness and evil sent him above into a different level of kind of existence. He shot through all the entire army. He shot through all the warriors. When he shot through, he went right to he went right to God. He went right to the creator. And they fought. Eventually, he got to a point where he got the creator and he was ready to kill him. And said, you and all everything I all I've known is pain now. You've given pain, nothing but pain to me and hardship. You've given me nothing to spare your life with. But he pulled his spear back and he says, I'm gonna let you live. And he walked back. The creator got up and looked at him, looked at the being that beat him, and looked at the being that wanted. That could have killed him and ended him and he saw nothing but pain in him he went to his friends and he kind of gathered them up and his tears were just running down the whole time and the creator is watching him do this kind of standing by him the whole time watching him and all the other beings were pushed aside and it was just him and the creator watching him clean up the battlefield so what are you doing and he says i love them I loved all of them and it kind of got the creator thinking well I made these beings to be evil I made these beings to be dark and to lose these feelings but they still have it they still have this love and so he says come here and he looked at that being and he looked at him and he took some of those tears and he took some of the blood that was shed in battle and he put them together he said and he kind of put it in he put it in a container he put it in it's like a crystal he put it in he that tears and the blood he put it together and he went to his fallen ones and he brought them back he says i'm going to give them back to you because you showed me something that is necessary you showed me something that can beat me 
something of you can beat a creator, can beat a god. And to for that, I'm gonna give that feeling to my next creation. Ah, So those tears and that blood, ah, He gave it to each of his all the creator beings, the beings that are used to make the different races of people, the creation stories from all walks of life. He gave it to those beings and said, use this. This is what can not only beat me, but what can beat anything that we've created. And they asked him, what do we call it? He says, love. Call it love. And give wow. it to my beings. And so they sat back. The warriors sat back at the fire looking at this man that's in white. And he says, I came to spread this message, to spread love, to spread the story. But you guys have already shown it to me. So I wanted to give you this story already to have and to know where this feeling comes from. And you guys will be okay, he said. He got up and he walked away. When he walked away, there was some food, some fruits that walked or kind of grew where he walked. And so he, he fed those warriors at that time. And they were able to take that story back. And that story is shared amongst the warriors. That story is shared how love, no matter what you go through, can push through and even be the God, be the creator, because that is what he gave us. Is that wow. power of love? Wow, Hero, what a beautiful story. I, I breathe through that because it just kind of takes me to that place of, of beauty. You go through things in life and, and really ultimate love, love wins. Definitely. So no matter what darkness you see and what other emotions that are going that you're going through, that your heart and that love, that your essence that you speak of still wins if you stay in that that place of the heart and that place of the love. And, and I was going to say the mind, but I felt like oh, I still want to stay with the heart. Definitely. Wow. Wow. So Jeremy York is the um, holder of Things Network, and he's saying hello. Stacia says thank you for sharing. Yeah. Hello. Uh, and Trudy is just saying, I keep seeing the eagle behind you, Morphine. And oh, she's got, she's got you, the going into different <laughs> the grizzly bear than the wolf those are all i love it all i had to take a double take what's <laughs> up girl you're taking a double take on that love always wins amen to that jesse love always wins and it seems ultimately um when we're in that that thought process of of um different mind frames it's always come back to love always definitely. come back to love so definitely sharing such a sacred story with us and causes like i love that so um and 100 percent and then that's um for him to experience all the battles and all the wounds he still carried that love from within and that that is a beautiful um, strength to carry shannon ritay thank you for being here after your beautiful angelic readings so what a beautiful um story that you opened up, I know that some of the traditions and ceremonies and songs are very sacred and there are um, some that are private and there's a, a respect um, that comes with this. And you said you do this work with respect, understanding, 
um, and bringing awareness. You know, you've had the opportunity to go into different um, experiences, whether you're looking for the entities and trying to understand not only the entity, but also the souls that are living, that are, are surrounded, as my dogs bark, as they are also surrounded by the energy. Um, what have you found yourself in that may have been a little, made you a little nervous, or do you not get nervous? Oh, I get nervous all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a human being. I'm just uh, myself. Um, and I get nervous all the time. Um, I guess it's just like going into a big interview, knowing that out there, there are beings that are extremely powerful, that are extremely uh, and deserve a lot of respect. And when you go to locations where you don't know exactly what's going on there, you don't know what type of beings are in there. You're a little nervous because you're going to someone's home who could be an extremely high-level being that not only can bring you to your knees, but can also make you not, not necessarily question things, but make you think in a beyond deep way. And so it's, it's nerve-wracking because... But that means, I guess in English, the best way to translate that is you don't know what's in front of you when you walk in the dark. Okay. And that courage that you take, you can be scared, you can be fearful, you can even step back. But it's those moments when you take one step at a time forward. Those moments of, okay, why are you doing this? Uh, you, you kind of look forward to like, okay, maybe there's a being that needs help. Maybe there's someone that's going to see this and need, and gets help from it. Maybe this is going to provide something for my future generations to fall back on, to be able to be like, that's grandfather, that's great-great-grandfather. So this is his teachings about this and this is the situation that he went in. But one situation that was really um, hard for me and made me nervous, mm -hmm. I would have to say, is when we were investigating up uh, northern Nevada up there. And my best friend, who's, uh, who's no longer with us because of sickness, but when he was still around, he got affected by something really dark, really powerful. And prior to that investigation... We were told, I was told by my spirits, you, the ones who are following you, your pupils, the ones who are in your group, you have to let them go. You have to let them deal with it. They have to learn how to walk in this darkness without you holding their hand. Nice. You, you've taught them enough. Now it's time for them to walk on their own. So that made me nervous, almost like a parent. I am a parent, but yes. it is a similar thing to where. I know the dangers that are out right. there. I right. know how hard it can be. And I just hope and pray that I taught them enough to be able to stand on their own two feet right. or at least be able to get through the situation. Um, so it was during that investigation that really tested me because I wanted to step in so many times because I knew right. what was there. I knew right. how powerful it was and how badly it affected my best friend. And it got to a point where I said, okay, that's enough. 
I kind of broke that that the teaching of okay, let them go. I was like, okay, I got to step in right here because he's not only is he sick as far as for health wise, but now he's dealing with this spiritual battle. Right. And so I stepped in and we actually did do an exorcism on site right there. But he made a full recovery after that. He was tired. We had to make sure that he got enough sleep and he got enough food and drink and everything like that to recover him. We used salt a lot of times to help recover the energy. But it was that situation, watching him go through that, watching your pupils try to figure it out. Because I couldn't even put my own input. Hey, right. step over here. Hey, wear this. Hey, do this. Sing this song. Say this prayer. I couldn't even do that. I had to let all of them figure it out on their own. And right. I was biting my nails the whole time. You know, you say, um, what you say, Hero, is the truth, though. This journey, at times, it's a, it's a personal, sacred journey. And, and the experiences that you walk into can be misunderstood or heavy. And you do get the information where you... You're the intelligence of the training. You know what you're walking into, how to maneuver, how to work with the energies and how to give respect and back up and, and take care of your energy after. Um, there are times I, I've experienced some energy that I didn't understand. And and I remember someone saying, hey, let me step in. Let me call. So I said, no. If I'm going to step into this work, I need to understand how to walk and do the work by myself. And so there is going to be that inner strength within you that you will walk into to be able to say, okay, I understand this. But you, it's a matter of it clicking for thyself. And, and the lessons that we get, the, the understanding, it's when you're in it and you're doing the work and you're in that place. And I know as a teacher and you as the teacher holding space and watching it and letting the babies do their thing, it's not an easy place to be. No, that's not. It's not an easy place to be. So God bless you, Hero, for holding what we call holding space on our end for the energy to shift and to um, give the awareness. Because thank you, God, that you are trained in this type of work. And when you said you did an exorcist and you said you used a lot of salt, for those that do the paranormal work or go into the heavier energies, what would you suggest um, that one, I know you do the tobacco clearing and the tobacco blessing. I have my tobacco here. And, and you know, what do you do? What would you suggest for those that are not at your level that are experiencing something that is energetically needing just to be shaken off just a bit differently? Kind of the first thing is, is really acknowledgement is really acknowledging in and of yourself that something is going on something is off because your body is the most profound tool your dna your ancestors have lived that way of life many 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 generations before you and have developed these instincts has developed this intuition and you when you know something's wrong or you're witnessing things that's that's kind of like things are off that acknowledgement right there, that clicking is the first step. That yes. is, is, is acknowledging, okay, something's off. Right. I got to do something. Next is to do something. And what we, what we try to do is make sure the home or the place you rest your head is as protected as possible. And we always try to make sure like uh, my home or any new home we move into, we always give offering to it. Because to us, right. 
the home has a spirit the home is a protector you have these walls this roof and you have everything inside it above it around it and underneath it and it's in a place that you come and rest and reside you have to make your fortress strong you acknowledge it they they say you hear the cracks in the house in the middle of the night or throughout the day they say your home is breathing that's what it's Aye. doing breathing so feed it give it some offering when we move into a new home we always give it the first meal that we make we always give it usually on the east side of the home we'll give the, the food offering as well as some water and some what we call which is our corn pollen our sacred corn pollen uh, <clears throat> we'll give that and that's the first thing is just to have a fortress and wherever you lay your head try to make it your fortress Right. Next, if there is something in your head and you're in the process of trying to cleanse out your fortress, we utilize ash. That's one of the main things that we utilize. Um, when we build a fire, we use certain types of wood. Uh, for us, we use like juniper. We'll use pinyon. We'll use some of the sacred trees that are around. Um, and we always make sure it's not struck by lightning because that's claimed by another type of entity, another being. Um, but we'll go and harvest it, the, the, the wood and we'll build a fire with it. Um, if you don't have access to go get wood, just any type of wood, we'll try just untreated wood, not the ones you can get from Home Depot that have treatment on it. <laughs> <That won't, laughs> yes. uh, we've tried to burn that wood, and it's extremely toxic and extremely hard to burn. But, oh, no. <laughs> but um, any type of wood, and you start the fire. Um, when you start that fire, do a prayer with it. Uh, if you have cedar, uh, the little cedar bags, the little cedar leaves, use that mm -hmm. with your prayer. That's kind of what we utilize. If not, have tobacco. Um, even going to the gas station and picking up a little carton of cigarettes, if that's all you can gather as far as for something as an offering, mm -hmm. give that offering to the fire. And let it know that you're going to utilize its ash to protect yourself and to protect your home and right. protect your belongings. Right. That is a very powerful I guess in English, magic is a very powerful energy. That transition of a solid object turned into a gaseous state, turned in kind of morphing into another object with the use of fire, with the use of energy, those right. kinetics and everything that are part of that. Acknowledge old stories with it. Talk about that, the different types of colors of the fire, how that whole sacred process goes when turning something into ash. That's a very sacred process and a very powerful process. So we'll use it. We'll put that above our doors, above the windows, just a little mark. Uh, we use, mm -hmm. That one, we usually use the black ash. We'll put the little marks above our doors and windows on all four sides of the house. And we just, that's just a mark of protection. You can also use that um, on yourself, your forehead, your heart, the bottom of your, or the palms of your hands and the bottom of your feet and behind your knees. We put those marks, especially on babies who are having nightmares. We'll put that on the babies and they sleep good for the rest of the night. But wow. that's acknowledgement of that sacred process, acknowledgement of the protector that the fire has. And then then you start going into like arrowheads that are blessed, um, sacred stones or so many different herbs. And it all depends on the situation. Not every situation um, is a fix-all. <laughs> right. You have to know what you're dealing with. Because something can agitate a spirit even more, like mm -hmm. sage. Uh, there's a misconception that sage gets rid of darkness. But unfortunately, it's being harvested. The Southern uh, California white sage is being over-harvested and is now endangered. 
they actually have park rangers that go out there and prevent people from stealing and over harvesting this herb same thing with um palo santo wood and the, the down in uh, central america they're uh, starting to crack down on all that because of the craze and when you're gathering herbs you have to know where it's where it comes from and you right. only pick what you need and you leave an offering to the younger plants so if you have a bunch of sage bushes there you'll leave an offering to the younger sage bush that's still growing and say i'm going to utilize your medicine for such and such a purpose or for right. for a patient of some kind and you only take what you need and that's it and you allow the rest of it to grow and prosper right. the ones that are out there that are being sold in shops or online unfortunately are being over harvested they're being uh, just ripped out and the thought process of it is i'm gonna make money off of this right at uh, the the plant knows that and he gets a darker energy it gets it makes people sick and also when utilizing sage when you're burning the white sage you're calming energies you're relaxing the energies that includes all energies around almost like putting a spirit to sleep and if it's a darker spirit and it's forced to go to sleep it's going to be pretty grumpy when it wakes up so that's definitely something I recommend um, as an indigenous person who um, is kind of advocating for the plants and the herbs. Right. Um, it's know where you get your herbs, know where you get your medicines and have the utmost respect for it. Right. And don't give in to propaganda, <laughs> I guess. Right. Right. Don't give in to what's popular now. Um, Thank you. Know yourself. Know yes. your connections to the world. Know your connections to spirit. Spirit will guide you where you need to go and give you the medicines that you need. They say for every medicine or for every poison that's out there, there is a medicine for it. So just listen right. and feel it. So yeah. no offense to anyone who no, <laughs> who, who's no but you're, like you're actually you're you're going into an area that is bringing awareness. Mm -hmm. I have a girlfriend who actually goes into a fasting before she even goes into preparing her medicine, before she creates her sprays or her her offerings and um, products. So there is a process that she goes into and only offers it so you know every so often. So there is a respect with the work that you do and, and to the plants, into the medicine that's there. So thank you for bringing that awareness to us. Um, I like to open up the platform for any questions Definitely. for Hero while you have him here. I just really appreciate I know a lot of times when you're doing the tobacco, some ask why tobacco and, and you said that in, in your explanation with the ash, it burns and it's burning the energy as well. Um, and so when we speak of this darker energy, you know, it's for me, it's a lot of the emotions when I'm picking up into the heavier energies. For me, I could feel into the emotions, the essence of that heaviness. And that, for me, is what I'm releasing and, and going through. Um, and for you, as you go through this, this is how you cleanse and this is how you allow your body to um, release. Yes? Yeah, that's it's definitely one of the one of the ways to release, to relax, to to be in communication. This tool that we utilize here tobacco this whole process right here of the pipe stone of the tobacco and how it was placed and then the lighting of it and the smoking of it and partaking of it 
it's all in aspects of communication i'm communicating to the spirits around i'm communicating to the creator sometimes we don't know how to put our emotions into words we don't know exactly what could be bothering us in our body when you partake of that smoke it goes into your lungs and going in a little biology that goes into your blood and your blood goes all throughout your body it's balancing that spirit goes all throughout it and sees your body sees your emotions sees everything you're going through and some things that you can't put into words it will do that for you when you breathe that out that's a prayer going directly to the creator it's a means of communication like expressing myself in a way of breathing exhaling breathing is very important right so that breathing uh in that seeing with that tobacco is an offering communication we utilize it when we go ghost hunting or interacting with spirits as offering they use it in the same way sometimes they don't have that communication with the creator they don't have that communication with other spirits and right. that's what they want and that's what they crave is that communication so they will utilize a tobacco it's a very it's more it's more valuable than gold or silver or anything like that that tobacco is a way to communicate for those who have no voice right. so yes. a little about tobacco other than that being home with family hugging my son holding my wife um breathing uh sometimes going outside feeling the sun going outside and letting the darkness just hold you there's, there's a spirit to that not evil darkness but the lack of light that is a comforting spirit they say it's a female spirit that holds you like your mom holds a baby and so right. be comforted don't be scared of the night don't be scared of the dark because that is a spirit that's going to take care of you and it sees you even though you can't see it and right. so there's a lot that can go into cleansing and healing but that's just a little something <laughs> i love that i know for me um i love when you spoke about the throat clearing the throat and our emotions not being able to put them into words and i know even in this work that we do it's like we're filling into so much energy and how you say one go into the sun let the sun hug you bring in that energy of that light so it can comfort you and i, I can feel again going back to your story that you shared with us from the elders it's going back to love, feel it back into the love. I know I love to write my poems. It gets my energy flowing. I love to write. Um, it allows my words to come out onto paper. Um, it allows my emotions to come out on paper. I love to dance. I love to be in, in the sun or put my feet into that sand. So we all will find a way that, that feels good. Um, that's going to allow you to feel that warmth and that that joy. And so that's what's important. So thank you. I look mm -hmm. at their saying dream catchers. What about dream catchers? Great question. So great question. Yeah. So dream catchers, definitely make sure it's made by an indigenous person because <laughs> there's <laughs> stories and songs that go into making the dream catcher. Um, they, they're mass produced, unfortunately, nowadays. It's one of those things. Know where you get your stuff from. <laughs> but dream catchers, and they're traditionally made are extremely powerful um they they say the the web of your dreams your energy that it flows out a dream catcher will kind of collect that and if it's good energy it flows well with the dream catcher and knows how to maneuver with it 
those that are trying to get you off your path, those energies uh, that try to just shake you up, they have a hard time going through that webbing of that dream catcher and they get caught in it just like spider. That goes into stories of the spider, that goes into stories of how spirits made intuition, how they made it allowed us to dream. That dreaming state of allowing to connect to the spirit, connect to stars, connect to the star people. Not quite aliens, a little bit different type of being. <laughs> but those <laughs> yes. type of beings, the star beings, the light that comes from it. They say that light came first and then darkness after that. It's acknowledging that story. And so the light knows how to get through that dream catcher. The darkness will get caught. And the spider will cleanse it from you. Pa pa pa. It'll get rid of it and cleanse that that nightmare or those bad feelings from you. It's traditionally made. Very powerful tools. Very powerful. I can feel that as you share that. Thank you. Does anyone else have any other questions for Hero? Now, Hero, when you got to do your filming, I saw you were on Debbie Lovato's show. And I know you were on Ghost Adventures, but how was the Debbie Lovato show? I felt that that girl's got to be a firecracker. I love, I love watching her. So, definitely, it was it was an, uh, an experience for sure because um, our first kind of major production that we were a part of was Ghost Adventures. Very uh, tight knit team, uh, not a whole lot of people, but they were able to be efficient with the amount of people that they had. When it came to Demi Lovato's production team, that was produced by NBC ton of moving moving heads in that ton of people and it was interesting because when we I went to talk with her went to talk with her about the ceremony because I always want to make sure that I talk with my patients and they asked me to do protection ceremony for her because she is going into where the ghosts are and they also wanted our little bit of our stories about the star people's actual aliens so (laughs) that one that we're talking about yeah but um when we interacted with her she you could tell she was still going through it was when she was going through her hard time everything was coming about um things were being revealed on a national scale and so you can kind of see that off of her so she was still kind of dealing with that and but throughout the ceremony um what you see on the episode is i never fake any of our ceremonies i never fake any of my prayers but I do ask that they get cut, chopped up a little bit to protect their sacredness. Right. Um, so you don't get the full thing, but you get the bits and pieces of it. And it really helped her out. Um, she definitely was a firecracker. She definitely had a strong energy. Once she kind of got into what was going on, she really started to take in, take it into it. And her sister was uh, Dallas. She's an extremely wild firecracker. <laughs> she had a lot of positive bubbly energy. Her Love friend um, Matthew, he was awesome as well, and uh-huh. she had her own her own little group there too. They took care of each other while the, everyone was doing their business, their purpose. Yeah, they were making sure that their energies was still good, and they were taking care of her. So right. I like that. Um, I like that experience. It was a great experience. So that's so cool. It sounds like that uh, that it was a great experience. I feel that it's important to have a team, and you have your team. I've I've watched you work with your people. Um, and for Debbie, you know, that's awesome that she had her team. I know before I went into my first like paranormal experience, my girl came up here. She did my my uh, blessing, my protection, and she came and made sure I was good, getting the energy ready. And she was giving me, you know, 
different um, advice. And so it, it's nice to be taken care of. It's nice to be watched over. And so um, this is what it's about, guys, coming together in unity and taking care of each other as we step into the unknown. So I love that. I love that you got that. There's a question here from Diane. She's asking, how about anointing with oil? How do you feel about the oils? Oils are definitely uh, in the same sense that we use ash as far as for protection and acknowledging that whole process of the creator, the creations. What you're doing is you're blessing uh, uh, an object or a material and you're acknowledging its creation. So like when they do holy anointed oil, when they um, make that either in a sacred place of some kind um, or it's gathered and collected in a very sacred way. There's acknowledgement, there's stories, and you're kind of calling upon these old stories. You're calling upon these old protections, these ancient yes. laws. And when you call upon that and you're blessing something, you're transcending it above what it is in its base matter. You're kind of making a highway to that higher power to come and touch it and give it some blessings, give it some power. And so without that holy blessing it's just oil right. that you could use to cook with you could use to lubricate anything but once you have that blessing it's something truly special yes i agree i love my oils i love mine i have mine blessed and so i love my oils Definitely. um Di i know you offer classes diane wants to know if you're offering classes at this time when you're, this, not, when you're not going into space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, right now, um, I am in the process of kind of gathering together, at least in a curriculum, in a structure, right. to be able to teach my pupils or my future um, students, mm -hmm. um, whoever's kind of walking the path. Um, I'm kind of gathering that together on our own first. And then... From there, it's to take that and say, okay, what can we give to other people right. who may not be with us in person? Because the, a lot of the teachings do have to be in person to be experienced, to be felt, and to be kind of kind of go on from the to have that connection. So it's interesting because our generation is the first one that's really utilizing technology yes. to reach out and teach beyond i mean there was books yeah but it's still a little different to see your teacher from hundreds if not thousands of miles away and yeah. trying to learn that that teaching so it's a juggling act it's being able to find out how best do you teach something maybe do i just give the basics at first at least some maybe some pathway some understanding and then for diving deeper that does will have to require in person so right. long-winded answer i'm sorry but it, it is a hard juggling act when you're someone who who has those knowledge who's a knowledge keeper how best to translate that how best to give that to others and it's different nowadays because we have a whole lot of new challenges that we have to face as knowledge keepers in today's modern age. Right. I agree. I was on his list, y'all. So I was waiting, too, for that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you there, Diane. I feel you. <laughs> I was like, hero, can you like attune my, can you awaken my drum, hero? 
Definitely. So yeah, so I definitely just honor you, have so much respect for you. Thank you to your children and to your wife for sharing you with the community. Um, what a beautiful way to start off Things Network. Thank you, Jeremy, for opening the platform. Thank you all who chimed in from all the different platforms and just kind of listened. Would you mind closing for us, Hero, um, in any beautiful way that you feel called to? Definitely. So I'll go ahead and we'll wrap it up. It's always important to close your prayers. It's always important to give thanks and give offerings. So I will finish this tobacco when we finish up here as a thanks for everyone. Thanks for your show. When you close, you give thanks for what you have learned. You give thanks for the connections that were made. And you give thanks for the healing you have gotten. And you pray down that path we are people who can speak we are a being that can speak we have been gifted with this ability to speak only other very few other beings can speak in a language so it is up to us to what we say be careful with what we say because what we say it happens you make it that way あ、オンサンスカンシシドンシ。あかにねアスティエチイテンションサンナ。イエスタンテコンシ。メシコテンタニスンセストンダヒ。あかアスティエンシ。ニシテオナコンセアオンセンシ。あけてオナオンサナ